Hey y'all, welcome to Living the Abundant Life with Jenny Schmidt. Today I'm really excited to have um, a really dear friend, Russell Poland, joining us. He's sharing a bit about his infertility journey. He and his wife have been trusting the Lord um, for the family he's promised. He says, we are in the battle of our life for the lives of our children. And he has a story of abundant faith and joy in the midst of a long, long battle. And so I just want him to come and share some of his faith journey with us because I have been so inspired watching them personally year after year walk this road with the Lord and seeing the impact it's had on um, him as a person, as a man of faith and leader in our church, and them as a couple. Um, So I just wanted him to share his story, and I know that you will be so encouraged to hear it. Welcome to the podcast, Russell. Thanks, Jenny. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I've, what's funny is that I I knew your your other half, your wife, Anne-Marie, for years before you and I met. So Anne-Marie and I went to high school together back in Virginia. We were um, friends. We ran cross country. We sang chorus, which is, I don't know how that happened. Um, she was pretty good. I was horrible. I still am. But we, she was a dear friend in high school. And years later, we ended up in Atlanta, connected over Facebook, and she brings this sweet husband to dinner. And that's how I became friends with you. Yeah. That's, it's so funny. We talk about that fairly often, just, uh, um, truly how our, how our lives have kind of changed since the Schmitz, uh, since the Schmitz moved to Atlanta and, uh, just the beauty that's kind of brought into our lives. It's awesome. We're continually excited to be just in the realm of of who the Schmitz are. <laughs> well, it's pretty fun because we're raising our kids together. We're doing life in church and ministry together. And um, it's just such a blessing to be friends with you and Anne-Marie. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so stay tuned. Anne-Marie will be joining us for a future episode. And I'm really excited to hear from her in the future. But today, um, Russell and I are going to chat a bit about his faith journey. Um, Russell, you've really... Um, you have a faith that inspires me. I love watching you trust God's promises and declare them in and out of season. Um, and so I just really wanted you to, to share um, some of that, some of y'all's story with us today. Yes, I would, I would love to. Uh, I have, I grew up in the church and have been a, I guess I've been a Christian for a really long time, but um, the truth of my faith journey probably starts more in college than it did anywhere else where um, I, I got tied into to a great college ministry called Grace Campus Ministries at Auburn, and it was uh, it was revolutionary for how I how I pictured not only myself but how I pictured the Lord uh, more importantly, and just uh, what the Lord did in that season of my life. Kind of later in college um, was was pretty amazing for me. Uh, I went from. Uh, probably being a person that was not, uh, you know, I could walk the walk or I could talk the talk, but I, I didn't walk the walk. Um, again, having grown up in church, I could quote scripture and I could, uh, pray in front of people. And, um, I was probably pretty good at judging people as well, even though I was doing the same types of things on the outside. And, um, and then I, I just, I honestly, I learned grace. I learned the message of grace and yeah, just revolutionized my, my life and reality and just the sweetness of what came out of that with my walk with the Lord was, uh, not just knowing more about who he is, but, but knowing more about who I am and knowing where my standing was 
in him as a son, as a, uh, a, a blood bought son of the, of the most high God that, uh, that there was nothing that could come between that and that I no longer had to work to be in right standing with him. But, uh, I was in right standing with him already the moment I received Jesus and, uh, just that, that revelation and that truth that started pouring over my life, uh, it changed my faith journey. It changed the trajectory of my faith journey. Um, and just the, yeah, just set me on a completely different path, I think with the Lord. So I love um, that. How, how did, how did, how would you say like knowing that you're a son of God, how does that, um, how did that impact your ability to believe God's word for yourself? Yeah. So I, uh, I have an amazing dad, uh, an amazing earthly father that, um, you know, just like any dad definitely screwed up on occasion or things like that. Maybe came down on us too hard, but, uh, was a dad that you never doubted that he loved you. Yeah. He, he's a good man. And uh, luckily I still, he's still with us and he, he's still that way. There's never a doubt that he loves his kids and now his grandkids. And, yeah. um, so I had this picture of what a, what a good father looked like. Um, but man, when I understood my right standing as a son of the Lord, as a son of God, uh, it completely changed how I saw fathers and how I saw a good father and I, how, I, how I then related to the Lord. Um, because I trust me, I, I messed up and, and my dad uh, didn't, you know, he did a pretty good job of, of being gracious to me and and things like that when I was younger and, and even through high school and even through college. Uh, so I, I had this, a little bit of this foundation, but man, when I, when I understood, when I had the revelation of, uh, Russell, you were, you were my son, this is from the Lord speaking, you are my son, that you were always pleasing, that you were, um, you are in right standing with me, that there's nothing that separates us, that there's, uh, and he just, just those truths yeah. of, uh, again, honestly, probably more about who he is as a father. Uh, it just like, it, it really undid me. Um, because I, I never felt like I had to earn my dad's love growing up because he was consistent in how he, he loved on me and, and my siblings. And, uh, I just remember many times, uh, and, and I, this kind of informs a little bit of, of who I am and, and how I am today is moments where the, where my dad said, son, I'm proud of you. Mm. And those, not just because of an action that I did, but because of a, um, because of a response usually to the Lord would, would, uh, my dad be like, man, that I'm, I'm proud of you, Russell. And those things. So, so I frequently, as I understand, continue to understand more and more about my sonship and the Lord, I, uh, I frequently hear him say, Russell, I'm proud of you because he knows that speaks to me. He knows that's like, that's something that solidifies in my spirit when he says, son, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think when we know, um, we know who we are in Christ, 
and that it's not something we have to work for or earn. We it then translate it into the promises that he puts over our life are not something we have to work for or earn, that they are our right, our inheritance, that, you know, if God speaks them, they have to come to pass because who, because of the guy who spoke them, because the Lord said it, then it will. And I think when we have, when we're clear on our right standing, all of a sudden the promises of God aren't just in the general sense, God wants to bless me, but all of a sudden, like it becomes very personal, very specific and you can take it to the bank. I feel like in a whole new way, that's what I've experienced. And I feel like that's what you're saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I, you, you're, you're blessed with a, a pretty amazing spouse to do life with. Um, I'm a massive fan of Anne-Marie. She's incredible. So you guys, you came out of college, you guys got married, you started life, you enjoyed um, marriage for a few more years than Ryan and I did, which was probably super smart. <laughs> it's right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You guys really built, I, I love and respect the foundation of marriage that you and Anne-Marie built, um, especially in those early years and in your faith. Oh, thank you. And, and in your home life. And then you guys came to a point where you said, you know, we're ready. We're ready for our kids. So can you tell us a little, a little bit about that transition for you guys as, as a couple and what God was saying to you about your, your future family? Yeah, we, uh, we were actually pretty solid about this before we got married. We had the conversations of when do we have kids and things like that. And, and we had known, we kind of had a five-year window. So you know what? Let's at least wait five years. Uh, just so we can enjoy marriage together, so we can we can travel, we can uh, learn each other even more so, and um, kind of feel out our marriage and how we're going to do this together and, and with the Lord. And um, so that that five years hit, and we were we were thinking about it. So okay, let's let's explore this. What do we you know? Let's talk about starting a family. So, you know, we have the, the normal conversations and then we, we start to process and um, just kind of not necessarily even from the Lord, just because we had our own plans. Right. So mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. we were going to wait and then we we're going to, we're going to um, start and we're going to have kids and we're going to have three or four kids. And then we're going to, that'll be, it'll be awesome. Knowing all the while that we, uh, we were also knew uh, we were going to grow our family through adoption as well. And, um, so we had, you know, we, we make our own plans of, okay, let's go have our two, our two biological kids and we'll adopt a few and this will be the Polans and it's going to be beautiful and perfect and easy. And, um, that's not, that's not necessarily how it went. Um, which for better at this point for better, uh, in the season, it didn't necessarily feel like better. We, we started the process and went a few years without any result. And, uh, but we, we really truly felt like, uh, like it was time for us to start a family. Like this was a call from the Lord, not, not just purely we, we wanted to, but it was, it was something that was ordained. It was something that was from the Lord because we'd had, uh, numerous prophetic words about, about father and mother, uh, in both an earthly sense and in the spirit. And we were learning and still are learning the, uh, the father and mother and the spirit piece. But we, uh, we were not seeing the, the, the truth of that come through in, in the physical realm. Yeah. And so we just, we just went about the process, right? We, we um, paid attention to the dates you're supposed to pay attention to and all the other stuff that comes along with that. Uh, 
and then it was finally time to consult doctors, um, which is about the least amount of fun you can have. Uh, anyway, going to the doctor's never fun, but this was, you know, we were completely had no idea what, if anything was going on. And yeah, so we, yeah. So we started, we started the, um, the doctor visits and testing and, uh, the uncomfortableness of all of that. And, uh, but I, I remember something for our marriage in that time, uh, we had resolved to be, uh, faithful in prayer over this season so that we could completely rely on the Lord, whether it was, um, well, not whether it was anything because we truly had absolutely no idea what could be the issue. Uh, and I, I think the enemy was attacking us both in different ways in that time. Uh, him pointing back to some, you know, past sin saying, this is why you're not getting pregnant. This is completely your fault for me. And, um, of course, you know, a woman who wants to be a mother, uh, that we're not, you're not seeing that happen is like, it's one of the most challenging places in the world to be because you don't understand it. And, uh, and at that point there was absolutely nothing we could do about it. Yeah. So we, um, we did the, why we prayed about it and said, okay, Lord, what's our next steps. And he just said, go on this path, go explore this path, um, for fertility treatments and, um, so we, we did that and, you know, there were medicines and there were appointments and felt like we, you know, <laughs> felt like we were going to the doctor's office, uh, fairly consistently and it started slow and then picked back up to, or picked up speed and without giving all the gory details, we just, um, it just wasn't happening for us. And we actually were never like everything physically seemed to be okay. Yeah. Um, there weren't, there wasn't like through all the tests and all the other stuff, there wasn't something that they could point out and be like, this is what it is. Uh, which I'm, I'm in like a results based business for the most part. And that aggravated me to no end because I'm like, man, we're paying you guys a lot of money. I really need to know what's going on here. I need to know the answer. Right. And even um, if you had clarity, maybe you could do something about it, but there was right. continued to be no, nothing you could to do. It's yeah. Like, and my man and my man brain wants to go fix it and make it all better. And, yeah. uh, and I, I, this might be one of the only times in the world that that's exactly what, what, um, what Anne Marie wanted as well. It's like, mm -hmm. can we fix this? Yeah. It's, it's not the sit and listen moment. It's a, can we please fix this moment? And, um, we had a lot of those, uh, and a lot of pain in that season because, um, we were fully trusting in the Lord and standing on promises that, uh, of children to come and things, uh, and, and just a family. We had a, we had a vision of our family and, uh, we didn't see it happening yet. Yeah. Uh, and we, you can get into all the, well, you know, we, we had well-meaning family members or friends that kind of knew what we were going through and, um, which was absolutely incredible, but other people that weren't maybe in that tightest group of the tightest circle, you know, would give you the great fun little, 
statements like, well, it's just all in the Lord's timing and things like that, which while you're waiting on the Lord is about the worst thing in the world to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, no, I, I get that. But that's actually what we're waiting on. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I don't. Do you feel like, do you feel like the way that um, some of the revelation you had around being a son and believing God's promises for yourself, you know, before marriage and, and, and family and all of that, do you feel like in some ways it, it kind of girded you up or prepared you for the requirement of faith that this season would, would have of you? I think to some extent, yes. At the, at the very beginning, um, it was kind of like uh, when we when when I heard from the Lord, just follow this path. That was an easy step to say, okay, Lord, I get it. I'm going to follow this path. We are going to go down here and explore uh, because that's what he was asking us to do. And um, so I think from a faith standpoint there, yes, being just hearing from the father to say, hey, go this way was a was a pretty easy uh, okay, Lord, we're going to go that way. Um, I think what we learned and what I learned personally and what we learned as a couple for our marriage and, and, and then individually as for her as a daughter and me as a son in that season uh, probably solidified more uh, because it was a long season. It probably solidified and taught us more about faith and taught us more about faith and action and not just the words of faith than, um, than I had learned in a, an entire lifetime of being, you know, being a yeah. Christian. What does faith and action mean? What, what is that? Can you describe that a little bit for us? Yeah. So it, in this instance, I think for us, it was, um, one of the easiest examples is, uh, you know, there's, there's scripture that says, to, uh, to celebrate when people celebrate and to mourn when they mourn. Yeah. And in our, in our season, our struggle to get pregnant, we stood by many, many friends who were getting pregnant and who were having kids. And we truly celebrated with them because yeah. we were so overjoyed for them, not just because of that's what we wanted, but because of the reality, uh, what the Lord saying, your faith matters here. Will you stand with these people in this as well? Even when it, even if it stings a little bit, even if it hurts a little bit, will you be obedient to this in faith? Having faith that I will do what I said I would do. Yeah. Uh, that made it easier to stand with those people and truly, and I, and I'm not, we didn't ever want to give it lip service just to say, yay, good for you guys. It was the truth of we were so overjoyed, even with a, a few friends who had come to us struggling with the same thing we were struggling with. And we would pray with them and cry out to the Lord with them uh, and just say, do it, Lord. This is, you know, this is you. This is the situation. And we know that you can break through. Um, and then watching them get pregnant and have their child uh, in the and this, this is actually a couple times, but just the beauty of that, um, for us was, I mean, it was like exciting. We're like starting to look for people to pray for, like, are you trying to get pregnant? Let us pray for you. Are you trying to get pregnant? Let us pray for you yeah. because we saw it happen a few times. And, and to me, so that's some of the faith in action when it, when it comes to other people, um, 
and just truly knowing, truly, not just a feeling, but truly knowing the Lord can break through in that circumstance. Um, You have to have a revelation around the infinite nature and blessings of God, though, because if you think there's a finite amount of babies that he's going to to bring into life in this world, you couldn't celebrate that, right? Because you think, well, maybe that they're getting mine, but that's yeah. not, that's not the the way of, of the Lord. And he is infinite. His blessings are infinite. So you guys really had to have a revelation of that um, in order to, to have the freedom to celebrate. I mean, you guys, you guys celebrated with us through our children. And, and I know, I know all the people that, I know some of the people that you've celebrated with a, along the way, and you just did it so, so genuinely, you know, like, that's what I really respect is that you were genuinely Thank free you. to celebrate because, because you, had a revelation of God's nature and and you knew that scripture that says no word will come back void. Every promise will be fulfilled. But you you knew that in your core. We did uh, and still do. And um, I can just say that through, through the, the infertility and the battle and the testing and all this other stuff, the Lord, um, shifted our focus off of the circumstance and shifted it onto him. Mm. He, he, he took us out of a, he took us from a mindset of um, a victimhood mindset of why is this happening? We don't understand it. Lord, you said this, you said this, you said this, and this isn't happening. He shifted my focus and our focus as a couple from this victim mindset of why Lord, why is this happening to us? Because that's, that's real. And it's, you know, we're lamenting to the Lord. Um, but that, that lamenting to the Lord wasn't necessarily helpful because it was done from a victimhood mindset. Yeah. So he shifted us from victims to victors in our thinking and in our, and how we, uh, how we cried out to the Lord and, and how we held each other when times were really hard and um, just the, a shift in focus from our circumstance to his glory, from our hurt to the beauty of everything that he brings to us and the beauty of the promises, not just in word, but in the promises fulfilled in the past. Mm-hmm. It shifted our focus from why can't we have kids to look at what he's actually building in our marriage right now. Yeah. A bond that will literally never been broken because it's now built on a completely different foundation of who the Lord is and who he's called us to be as a couple. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that shift in your marriage. I mean, y'all had, you had a great marriage, an exemplary marriage before this season started, but, but who you are now as a couple, I mean, there's a whole nother level of depth and intimacy. And, and I mean, you guys are, a firm foundation for other other people come to you to, to learn about marriage, literally from you guys. I mean, you guys teach other couples about marriage and, and, and the way that you counsel them. And, um, I mean, you, God's, God's really abundantly upgraded your marriage in a time that most people go through, um, division and struggle in their marriage when they're going through infertility. Right. Oh, for sure. It's like, you know, there's probably statistics out there that point to that being one of the, one of the things that can break a marriage. Um, but when we, that was one thing that we did, when we started down that path, we made a, we made an agreement. It was almost like another covenant between us and the Lord. 
that said, this will not break us. This will not rip us apart. Uh, because the truth is, there's a promise from the Lord here that can't be removed and it can't be revoked. And even though we don't see it, and even though we don't know what that is going to look like, uh, it's the truth because he said it and I didn't make it up. And there's, you know, it's like a call from the, there's scriptures to be fruitful and multiply and, um, that children are a blessing from the Lord. And so we're like, we're reminding ourselves of those things is that, that families be built on foundations of who he is. Mm. And, uh, so just, the he, he upgraded us in our faith in that, in that space in the, in the middle of the pain and in the middle of the struggle, uh, he would constantly remind us of his words over us. He would, and, and in all honesty, even when I didn't want to hear them from him, because I was angry and it's because it's hard and you're hurt. And even when I didn't want to hear it from him, we just get this whisper. I've called you to be mother and father. And I'm not taking that call away. Mm-hmm. I still see you this way, even though you don't see it yet. And, and I think in that season, we were ready to be mother and father, but we might not have seen ourselves as mother and father yet. Because mm. you're um, looking for the circumstance to tell you that you were. Right, now, exactly. You, you've allowed God to tell you who you are and what you are. Exactly. So you guys have seen some breakthrough though. I mean, tell us about, tell us about your daughter. Yeah. Uh, so in, in the middle of, not in the middle of this, we, we actually started an adoption process, um, before we even started the, the fertility treatments and things like that, but just, it didn't happen because everything for this child in particular happened really quickly. Um, cause he was in the state's custody and things like that. But, um, and we weren't qualified at that point to become adoptive parents. So, uh, while this was going on, um, we got to a, a point that, <laughs> again, back back to our in our own picture of what our family was going to look like. It was let's uh, let's go have our our two and a half biological kids yeah. for the American dream, and then we'll adopt, we'll adopt as well. And that's how we're going to grow our family after that. Yeah. Um, let's learn how to become parents before we learn the adoption process. And, um, that's truly not what the Lord had in store for us. And, uh, so we just got to one of those points where it said, you know what, we're still going to trust the Lord, but there's like a, a shift here that we got to the point where our, our options were doing IVF um, or just stopping altogether and IVF very expensive and what have you. So we, not that that was going to be a limiting factor because we were tr- again, tr- completely trusting the Lord and what, whatever he, with the vision that he gives you, there's provision attached to it. So our, the vision for us was, it was growing our family and starting our family. So we knew, uh, that, that finances were not going to be a huge ordeal for us in this because we knew we were trusting that, that if it was going to cost X amount, the Lord was going to provide X amount and that. probably abundantly more than that. So That's good, Russell. it was, it was just this, but it was this shift. It was our decision now to say, okay, do we continue with the doctors? Um, 
or do we reevaluate? And we had already started talking about adoption again and had even met with some folks that uh, adoptive families. And, um, and if I were to back up all the way back to before we even got married, we were already in agreement on adopting then. So we knew, we knew that we were going to adopt. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't know the timing. And, um, I sometimes wonder if we'd asked the Lord when we were starting the family is should we, should we adopt now if we would have saved ourselves a little bit of pain? But, uh, but I know that's probably not the case. So, um, we, uh, anyway, we, we, we paused and we just prayed and said, you know what? Um, let's pray separately and then we'll come together and pray. And then we'll talk about how we feel or how we, what we think is our next step. Um, and we did that. And when we came back, there was just this incredible unity that was like, no, it's time to start the adoption process. Mm. Um, even, even though kind of one of the things from the doctor is, you know, IVF would be a great idea because it's probably going to tell you what is wrong, even because we can't tell you that right now. Um, and that was like, when I look back on that now, it was like a, a dangle, a dangling carrot, uh, from the enemy, most likely to say, Hey, follow this, follow the culture of trying to get a child and, and find out what's wrong with you. Uh, but the Lord is, is faithful to his promise. And he took us a different direction and said, look, that promise is still out there and it's always going to be there but I've put adoption in your heart and now is the time. Yeah. So don't, don't follow the carrot that's dangling just because you want to know, or just because you feel like you need to know, or just because on the other side of that, there might be a child. I'm telling you right now, Russell and Amory, it's time for you to adopt. Um, and it was really clear to both of us. It's incredible. So we said, yeah. Oh yeah. We said, okay, Lord, we're, we're ready. Um, and I love this one of the, a couple that they're older, they have many adopted kids that are all adults now. And one of the things they told us was adoption can't be a solution to a problem. Mm. And we had to pause and think about that. Do we think that right now for us to adopt is purely just a solution to a problem? Or is this the truth of how the Lord is asking us and inviting us to grow our family right now? Uh, and it was an abundantly clear yes from the Lord. This is from me. This is, this is the way I want you to go right now. So it was both a, a step of obedience and a step of, of faith to say, okay, Lord, I'm trusting that, that this is where you're going to take us right now, knowing that the promise of multiple children is irrevocable and you're never going to take it back. It's never going to return to you void. You will see the Poland children come through. Yeah. Um, because your heart for them is actually greater than mine. Which is, yeah, which is hard to even conceive of. I, I think one of the things I love uh, about your story, Russell, is that you guys, um, it's not only that you believe God's word, it's that you, you guys hear easily from the Lord. I mean, you have this, you ask a question and he answers you like every time. Yeah. And I think a lot of, Christians are like, man, 
I don't always get that. Like that, I mean, can you shed a little light on that? Because I do think that that's part of, you know, believing God's promises. Like we have to hear them and we read them in the word, but also hearing them, hearing those answers to the questions that aren't in the Bible. Do we adopt next? Do we do IVF next? Like that's yeah. a scripture for that. Um, because that answer will vary for each family, right? It's not a right or wrong thing. It's what's, what's your will for us in this moment. Um, so can you just shed a little light on how you guys hear uh, yeah. the Lord? Um, you know, we probably, it'll be a question for Amory that you have to ask her because we, we definitely hear differently in different ways. But, um, for me, <laughs> for me personally, I have to like, uh, be in a, be in a, a space where I'm not distracted, which is almost impossible for me uh, because I'm an easily distracted person. But, um, I, I probably could never write a how-to on, on hearing from the Lord. Uh, I think it was just by f- the, the faith and knowing that he still speaks today. I once lived in a theology uh, that wouldn't allow that, that every word he's ever spoken is, is written in, in Scripture, it's written in the Bible. Uh, and trust me, I love Scripture and I love the Bible. But when my eyes were awakened uh, at our church to the fact that the Lord not only spoke all of scripture, but he's speaking still and he wants you, your, his sons and daughters to hear his voice and hear it clearly. And it's going to look different. You know, it looks different for me than it, than it does for Amory. Amory often gets pictures. I will get phrases or directed to scripture or, um, or on occasion it's paragraphs that I just write out. And, uh, and every once in a while when I'm doing it, I'm like, is this just stream of consciousness thinking? Sure. I'm sure we all ask ourselves that. We all ask that. But the truth is when I'm joined with Christ and I'm, I'm with him and I'm living out of what he has for me and I'm living out of his spirit, my thoughts be, my thoughts are his thoughts. His thoughts become my thoughts. And that is informing my spirit and it's informing my, my mind. I mean, he's renewing my mind to think like he thinks. Um, so I just, when I ask the Lord, Lord, uh, I want to hear from you on this. He's faithful to respond because I don't have it in me at that point. Like I, I, I'm outside of my own strength. I'm outside of my own, uh, earthly, um, abilities to think clearly about something so the lord and the holy spirit they bring clarity for me they are my sanity and my clarity in those moments um and that's does that answer the question no it does i mean i think i think you said it so well you know when you're joined with christ like if your thoughts do become his thoughts, he, he, he is working in your stream of consciousness. I mean, that's why we have a Holy spirit inside of us. Um, and if you're listening and and you're like, I really want to hear more about this. And um, the way Russell hears from the Lord, we did an episode with Greg, our, who is the senior pastor at our church, Russell and I both attend. And so Greg talked in episode 10 about hearing from the Lord. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about how do I hear from God, um, check out episode 10. Um, with Greg, because he really sheds a lot of light there. But Russell, I think I think that's huge. Um, yeah. 
in your, in your relationship with God, how you hear from him and, and how you're able to hear and then believe what he says. So take us, you know, continue on with your story. You know, yeah. you guys have clarity. You're supposed to adopt. You start that process. The Lord connects you with a child. <laughs> and, and can you just tell us a little bit about sweet Maya? Yeah, for sure. So in that, in that time, he, he honestly, the Lord took me to Ephesians one and the, the first few verses of Ephesians one, you know, he says in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his, as sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Um, and when I saw and read the word adopted, it was like, it smacked me in the face. Right. And I said, okay, I'm literally praying about this very thing in the first thing I open scripture, the first place the Lord leads me is a verse about adoption, about our adoption as sons of the Lord, um, which was fascinating to me because I was like, okay, I get it. And I did some, I went and studied what adoption looked like back then, you know, in Rome and the rights of the adopted son and uh, just some incredible stuff. If you're ever really bored and want to learn more about what adoption looked like, then I'd suggest just go do some research because uh, the adoption and the inheritance that comes with the adoption in that time, the, the language in scripture is so fun with that because once you were adopted, if you were adopted out of something and into a new family, your inheritance was secured no matter what. And uh, so that, that was really cool for me. But okay. so, yeah, so he said, it's time for adoption. So we said, okay, we, we went to some classes. We prayed and just said, Lord, will you highlight the right, the right, everything, the right agency. We're going to go through the right, right way to do this. And, uh, Lord, what else is our role in this other than becoming parents? And just the, the workings of the Lord moving us from, um, feeling like let's do a closed adoption and what have you to, taking us to a fully open adoption and just opening our eyes and opening our hearts to the whole ministry of adoption, not just to our daughter, but um, to anybody who wants to hear about our story Uh, because it is a story of faith and it's a story of beauty of what the Lord can do. And uh, so anyway, we we started the process um, and then uh, back to just hearing from the Lord, the adoption world is, is, can be really strange if you're not familiar with it because it's uh, you create this profile, you have to create a book about yourself and all this other stuff, which for us is probably one of the world's most uncomfortable things uh, because I mostly look goofy in pictures and, um, and she looks amazing in pictures. So luckily as a whole, we're, we're lifted up. So it's, it's this whole book about us and, um, and, and in domestic adoption through the agency we're using, um, they get to see birth moms get to see our profile. If we say yes. So we're essentially reading about the potential child that could be ours in an email and bullet points of kind of their situation, uh, the birth mom situation and stuff. And I I only bring this into part of the story because it was truly uh, an opportunity. Every email we would get Amory and I uh, for our marriage was incredible because it was, like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. But let's not just purely pray about, is this our child? Let's pray for that birth mom. Let's pray for, uh, for the Lord, for the, we know, uh, we know that, that these children were knitted together in their mother's womb before we 
could even think about. The Lord had those kids in mind and he had their families in mind long before they were in their mother's womb. And um, so we just agreed with that truth. We agreed with that scriptural truth of these children were made, were set aside for a family. And whether it's our family or somebody else's, uh, we're going to join with you, Lord, in prayer for the child, for the birth mom, and for the family that's going to um, adopt that child. And so everyone we would go through, we would just do that. And And then we would ask the Lord, do we say yes to this profile or do we say no to this profile? Uh, and he was always very clear and it was usually a very quick answer for us. And so we went through, we didn't really have any, any peaks of us getting, uh, like matched and then it fell apart or anything like that. So we, we just kind of walked faithfully and almost a year to the day, we got a call that from when we started the process, which is this pretty quick in the adoption world, we got a call and said, a birth mom, uh, that you guys had said yes to wants to meet you. And, uh, we both kind of panicked a little bit <laughs> because we had never had a meeting with a birth mom yet. And we were like, this is weird. Is this like a strange, so it felt like probably the world's most awkward, uh, blind date. <laughs> um, and, but we had, uh, you know, we adopted through Bethany Christian services and they, they had people there with us. And so we, we met Maya's birth mom. Mm. Uh, and me saying that tells you the end of the story, but, it was the beauty of the, of the meeting was as we were sitting there, um, we didn't necessarily get a feeling like, man, this is our, this, this girl, which, uh, her birth mom had named her Maya, uh, is our child, but we just got to talk and hear her story and let her ask us questions. And we answered questions truthfully. And, uh, as the Lord led us and, um, we just connected with her, especially Anne Marie. And before we left, I had a word. <laughs> I had a word from the Lord for her. And it was like, uh, it was just awesome because we just got to minister to her a little bit and minister to the people from the adoption agency. And we all sat there and cried together and there was no decision made. So then we went home and waited and Amory and I were going to Catalyst. We had left Catalyst and we're going back to Catalyst and we got to worship with a, you know, however many thousands of people that night worship the Lord. It was just an incredible, and we just prayed like crazy for a few days and waited. Yeah. Um, and then we got the call. I said, <laughs> she, she's decided that, that, uh, the birth mom has decided that she wants you guys to parent Maya. And, uh, we were like so excited but there was something in us that was like, but don't get too bought in because there's some circumstance there. Like there's a few days we have to wait before it's really settled and whatever. So we were, <laughs> we were like very guarded almost. We we're guarding our hearts and we didn't tell our friends that have been walking with us that night. And we were just like, okay, um, Lord, you know, your will be done kind of that weak will, your will be done type prayer, whatever, you know, not truly believing the goodness of God, that this is our daughter. Yeah. Um, we've been through a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah. We've been through a lot of pain. And then the next morning I'm, I'm on my way to breakfast, uh, with Greg actually. And the Lord kind of taps me on the shoulder as I'm driving. And it was like, what was that? <laughs> like, what was that prayer? <laughs> it was like, 
come on, man, you can do better than that. And it wasn't like a works-based thing. It was just, it's probably some people probably might be hard for them to swallow. The Lord can talk to me like that because I understand it. But it was like, Russell, I know that you trust me. I know that your faith, you know, you have faith in me that, that this is the truth of who I am. Will you pray like that? Mm. Wow. I said, yeah, Lord, I will. So I just had a moment with the Lord that I prayed. I said, will you solidify this thing in my heart and in my spirit? Because we were in a, in a moment of how much do we actually trust the Lord here? Is the rug going to get swept out from under us? Yeah. But the Lord, the Lord solidified something else in us and just said, he's like, I am not a father who, who pulls the rug out from under my children. I don't, that's not who I am. I only want good for you. And, uh, we just said, yes, Lord. And then we told our friends that day and they were praying with us through the next few days. And then the Friday evening came, uh, and the kind of the, the time cutoff was done and it was all solidified. And then we got to go meet her and we couldn't bring her home that night because of the legal side of it. We had to wait until Monday. So we were in a stranger's house who had been watching Maya for a few days. Uh, who's a beautiful woman that just loved on Maya so well. Um, but that's where we got to go meet our daughter for the first time. And, um, without prompting her, we actually had said we didn't really want to see any pictures because we didn't want to get emotionally invested, but we wanted to reach out to her just to see how she was And the, her first response. Like this was like the Wednesday morning was she sent a picture immediately. And we were, Amory and I were, and this is like after I had, I had had that conversation with the Lord and Amory and I were both like, we're, that's our daughter. This is awesome. This is incredible. <laughs> that's our daughter. That's the daughter that the Lord had for us. Yeah. And then we get to meet her. And now, so now we're 21 months, her today, she's 20 months, 21 months old. And to see Maya and who she is and the truth of the, the words, the prophetic words over her life already being made manifest. Yeah. Uh, the fact that she carries our heavenly DNA is evident to the people that know us. It is. And it's, <laughs> it's easy for people to see like, man, that is like Russell. Or man, that is like, and not just mannerisms, thing like that, but the joy that the Lord taught Anne-Marie and I in the middle of that battle, the true joy of not seeing the thing fulfilled yet, not seeing the promise made manifest yet, but the true joy of purely knowing who Jesus is and knowing that when he makes a promise, you can take it to the bank. The joy that wells up in us, she comes by it like it's the most natural thing in the world and it exudes out of her and it yeah. touches other people. Yeah. It's um, anyway, I could go on about that for hours, but yeah. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible to see Russell. And I love how you talked about, you know, just in closing, just the joy of the Lord in, in knowing his presence, because that is the abundant life, right? Like it yeah. is oh, yeah. the abundant life is abiding in Jesus and Christ in you is the hope of glory. It's all about his presence about, it's about knowing the, who we are and where we're positioned. We're positioned in Christ. Like our life is yeah. found in him. Our joy, our hope, our peace is found in Jesus, the person of Jesus. And you guys have discovered that yeah. through, through, I mean, we're talking years of, of 
yeah. of trusting and hanging on. And I love how you said, uh, before we got on, on the podcast, you said, we're in the battle of our life for the lives of our children, the battle yeah. of your life and the product already. And that battle is not done, but already yeah. Yeah, the product is joy and faith that abounds. I mean, Russell, that's, yeah. that's incredible. It, it truly is. I mean, his goodness, the Lord's goodness is, uh, it's tangible and it's real and his kindness and his mercy and his grace are tangible and they're real and they're never failing. They're always the same. That's who he is. And, uh, if we wouldn't have, have walked through the fire that we walked through and I, uh, I had a friend say this recently and I've been reading it just over and over again recently as well. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego yeah. were thrown into the fire. They say God can and God will. And even if he doesn't, I will still obey and I will still praise him. And that's where we, what, what we settled on in our hearts was he can and he will but if he doesn't, because that promise is for generations of Poland's, not just for Anne-Marie and Russell Poland, I'm still going to praise him. And when we shifted our thinking to that, the truth of who Jesus is and the truth of who the Holy Spirit is and the truth of who God the Father is came even more alive to us. And it became this, this not why are, why are we having to go through this, but it came more of this partnership with the Lord this partnership and this faith journey to just say, I know you will accomplish what you started. Yeah. And there's no turning back from that. Yeah. That's so good. And we're still waiting. You know, we're not just waiting. We're, we're still believing um, for what the the rest of the Poland family is going to look like. Yeah. And we know we're going to adopt again. And, and, but we're, we're just still trusting the Lord for him to, to completely, uh, take us from, from where we are now into the next glory and the next glory. And, and for us, um, it's going to be by growing our family and, and the ministry and the, the opportunities that come along with that. That's beautiful, Russell. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I, I don't feel like I often hear men share about an infertility journey and a faith around that. And so I just appreciate your willingness as a man of God, um, just to speak, Give you know share your story with us, but just speak the truth that you've learned and, and um, yeah. the revelation you guys have had along the way, and, and still being in process, still seeing victory unfold. Um, really, you, you know, it's incredible that you're hearing from God, believing His word is true for you, has shifted you from a lack mindset, a victim mindset, to an abundant mindset. We are victorious, yeah. we're more than conquerors. So that shift happened when you heard from the Lord and you took his word at face value and you believed it was for you. Um, yeah. and, I, and that's huge. And that's for us. And so, and, and you guys did that even before your circumstances or even as your circumstances are submitting to truth and, and changing. And I, I think that's really invitational for all of us because some of us are in long, you know, long battles you know, we've been waiting yeah. for a long time for God to break through. And it's like, yeah, we'll celebrate when the victory comes, but like today, what, what could possibly be abundant today? Because I'm still waiting and your story yeah. has given us hope. Uh, thank you. Yeah. It's the Lord's abundance is not dictated by my circumstances, but by who he is. 
Um, and the sooner that you can, that, that, that we can get that settled in our spirits, the sooner we can celebrate every single day with the Lord. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Sweet. He's will you, will you just close us in prayer? Because uh, for the, our listeners who are in a long battle, whether it's for um, for the lives of their children or for other areas that they, they're in a long battle and they all they see is lack in their circumstances, um, would you just pray over those listeners, Russell? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Father, we're grateful. You are an amazingly kind God. You're full of joy, full of abundance, full of faith, even when we are not. But Lord, I just know that when you promise something, when you give us a word, whether it's a calling or a promise of children or just the promise of breakthrough in any circumstance, that you will see it come to pass, that you will accomplish what you set out to do uh, because you've never failed and you never will. And Lord, for the people in the long battle, again, whether it's for kids or whether it's a health thing or, or just anything, Lord, Will you speak to them now? Yeah. Will you come beside them and say, son or daughter, I have this. Trust me. Let faith build in them, Lord. Let the faith of Abraham build in them to say, I will build a monument here. I will build an altar here of your praise because you broke through here. And Lord, will you just continue to do what you do? Will you continue to break through in the lives of of your children? Will you continue to bring peace in tough circumstances? Will you bolster faith so much that we will not back down off of the promises that you have declared? Yes, Lord. You are an abundantly good and kind God, and we honor you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much. So good. Thanks for listening today. I'd love to close with this prayer that Paul prayed over the Ephesian church. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and deep and high is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Have a great day.